Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It's probably for the best the smooth-headed blobfish, a scientific classification Cycrolutes microporos, doesn't speak English and lives about 3,300 feet, that's 1,000 meters, under the ocean. Because in 2013, it was voted the world's ugliest animal by the Ugly Animal Preservation Society. It was in fondness, but it still might have stung. The blobfish's disgruntled visage became an overnight international sensation in 2003 when the Norfans Research Expedition pulled up a large pink blobfish off the northwest coast of New Zealand. With a broad, smooth forehead, floppy snout, and wide, downturned mouth, it resembled the cartoon character Ziggy after a month-long bender, or Teddy from Bob's Burgers after the same, pick your cultural reference. To make matters not better, it had a parasitic copepod hanging out of its mouth— The crew called it Mr. Blobby and snapped a now-famous photo. Some would go so far to call it a mugshot of this bulbous fish out of water. Part of the blobfish's charm, if you want to call it that, lies in the uncanny valley. 
Its face looks sort of human, but not quite. But here's the thing. We were never meant to see the blobfish like this. We spoke with Gareth Fraser, a professor in the Department of Biology at the University of Florida who studies the evolutionary development of marine fishes. He said, Blobfish are pretty normal looking underwater. They only really become a blob when they transition from the pressure at depth to the surface. In my opinion, they were awarded the ugliest animal status unjustly. So why is the blobfish so blobby? It's actually a very clever adaptation. At the extreme depths that the blobfish calls home, they go about their business experiencing about 120 times the pressure we do on dry land. Because of this, they don't need very much bone or muscle to give their bodies form. They just let the pressure of the bottom of the ocean do all that work for them. But up here in the air, there's nothing to keep a blobfish's body from melting into a formless globular puddle. Terra firma is definitely not where the blobfish shines. But under the sea, the blobfish's jello-like flesh is highly useful. Lots of other fish can keep themselves at their preferred depth thanks to handy little gas-filled sacs called swim bladders. But in the high pressures of the deep sea, a swim bladder would just burst. The blobfish found a workaround. Their flesh has a buoyant jelly-like consistency that keeps them cruising around at the depth at which they're most comfortable. Although very little is known about the blobfish's life history, another blobbish aspect of this animal is that it doesn't seem to move around very much or have very many friends. Remember, they have very little muscles, so it's not like they're the most ferocious predators of the deep sea. Nobody has ever seen a blobfish eat, but scientists think that they most likely enjoy a diet of whatever just floats into their mouths. In addition, every blobfish ever spotted by researchers has been alone. They don't seem to school up, and scientists are not sure how they reproduce or how often they encounter others of their kind. The scarcity of blobfish in their known habitat has some scientists concerned. Although it's possible they're being caught up in trawling nets at that depth, it's not likely. Those nets are big, but not that big. What poses a bigger threat to the blobfish in the long term is rising ocean temperatures. Blobfish seem to need to live in very deep, cold water, which will be harder to find as ocean temperatures rise. By the way, not everyone finds the blobfish's uncanny, seemingly frowning head ugly. Several stuffed animal manufacturers make arguably adorable blobfish toys, and the How Stuff Works editorial staff wants you to know that you could buy enough of them to fill your bathtub for just $650. We bring you the facts. Today's episode was written by Jessalyn Shields and produced by Tyler Klang. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other uncanny topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. 
from Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.